This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Well, I'll tell you, it's not too often that I'm handed the telephone number of an artist who's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Musicians Hall of Fame, the Hit Parade Hall of Fame, and the Grammy Hall of Fame. And I'm going to say that was probably a mistake on the part of his agent or publicist. But here we are with Felix Cavalieri, who is the founder of The Rascals, which defined many of our youths, including mine, and really the genre of blue-eyed soul, man. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing okay, my friend. Thank you. Man, I'll tell you, as as I prepared for this, I was listening to some of your hits, and it took me back, but not quite to the 60s, but to the late 80s, which is sort of weird, but I was in suburban Philadelphia at the time when I used to go to an what they called an oldies night at a local fire hall. And man, the rascals were heavily featured in that so prominently. And that was one of the happiest times of my life. And it brought back some great memories. Oh, um, so great. You know, it, it was amazing. And, I, and I'm, I'm thrilled to talk to you. I've got to admit, I'm a little bit of a fanboy here. So uh I guess, you know, I mean, the reason that you didn't hop on the phone is to catch up with some random fan in Annapolis. But, and <laughs> you know, I, I, well, I, I did see on your website that you uh, did Alec Baldwin's, uh, you know, here, here's the thing yes. podcast. And now, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to use this as a badge of honor for myself. But, uh, you know, but you are going to be coming to Annapolis here at the Rams Head on stage for a single show on Saturday, April 9th. And I am totally psyched yeah. for this. Um, there are a yeah. few tickets left. You can still get them at ramsheadonstage.com. You know, we do know the mega hits that you guys had, you know, Groove and A Beautiful Morning, People Gotta Be Free, In the Midnight Hour, um, the one that obviously gets everybody up on the dance floor, Good Lovin'. How did the Rascals all get started? Well, you know, um, the story is uh, it's a long story, you know, which is why I've written a book about it, but I'll be very encapsulated. Uh I, I was in school, I was in college, I was studying pre-med, and I, and I took a summer off, and uh, I went to the Catskill Mountains with a, a group that I had from school, uh, from Syracuse. Uh, while I was there, uh, a group came in called Joey D and the Starlanders, the headline for the hotel. Uh, they saw me, they remembered me, they went to Europe, their organ player quit, they called me up invited me to come over to Germany and to Sweden. And uh, I'm going to do this real fast. But <laughs> while I was there, we worked at a club. And this group opened for us that no one had heard of in the United States called the Beatles. And the Beatles uh, were like, their people were screaming and hollering. And, yeah, they were hist- and I said, well, you know, this could be a career for me. So that basically started me off into thinking that I could be a musician, that I could do what they were doing. And uh, when I came back to the States, I had a few things I had to take care of, such as the U.S. draft. And um, I said to myself, I'm going to start a band with the best people that I could find singing-wise and playing-wise. And we had a deal in six months. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, you said you were in in college studying pre-med. And I, I yes. you know, I know, I know that your mother had passed away when you were very young. But what, what was your dad's reaction when you said, "Hey, hey, dad, you know, this whole med thing? I, I think I'm going to be in a band." <laughs> I mean, how, how did that work out? Well, it's a great story, you know. I, I mean, it's a great story because you know uh, somebody really helped me out with that because uh, my dad, you know, he never really had a chance to see me play. I mean, all he did was work, 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 work. But my whole family was in medicine, and um, you know, I, I really had no idea I was going to go into the music business. But I, I just felt this, you know, 
calling, you know, when people like what you do, you know, uh, it, it means something. Well, my father saw that the people liked what I did. You know, they saw there was like a kind of like a reaction when I worked. And he said, well, look, take a year off, which is kind of ridiculous. If you can make it yeah. in a year. You're really doing it. But he gave me permission. And that's the long, that's the short story of a long story that, uh, you know, I, I, I do this all in the book about him warning me about the pitfalls of, you know, like being in the music business, because what little he did know was correct. You know, uh, it was basically a tough business. Uh, anyway, but uh, that's basically how it happened. It is it is a tough business, man. I've got a couple of friends that are in, in you know, I'll say, moderately successful bands that they're still touring and, and everything over in Europe. But boy, it is it's not for the faint at heart. That's for sure. You know, there was well, there's no stability there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you don't have a hit after hit after hit after hit, you're what we know as uh, one hit wonders. And boy, there's a lot of one hit wonders out there. And they're, and they're in their early 20s and they're done. Yeah. Now with streaming, I mean, they get those royalty checks for like 12 cents and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not funny. I don't mean to laugh, but it's very true. Oh, very it's, true. It's well, I mean, yeah, it's it's a whole different world, that's for sure. And you know, I mean, I know oh, yeah. one one of the great stories I've heard, and I don't know whether this is fact fiction or a combination of both, was when uh, when you guys first started as the Rascals, uh, you were booked to open for the Beatles at Shea Stadium in New York. And um, you know, I, I mean, I'm assuming that that's how you got the deals because you worked with them. In- <laughs> No, I work with them in in, uh, in I work with them with Joey D. Uh, see, that's that's the most interesting part of this situation is that, you know, uh, uh, no, they they opened for Joey D. in in, uh, in Germany. They opened for him in Sweden, and then then they came to the United States, and, and everybody in, in, on the, on Earth knew them within a matter of months. Uh, but no, you see that story uh, that story that you're hearing of that's about Shea Stadium. See, and 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 the way the way the things get twisted. Uh, and, and incorrect is the reason I get, bring it back. I hate to keep mentioning it, but the book, uh, I, I, we did a tour in 2013. We meaning the original Grascals, we did this thing of Once Upon a Dream on Broadway. And we had press conferences. Everybody had a different answer for the same question. Everyone. So I said, I better write this stuff down because, you know, I'm not really sure if Custer won or lost that battle. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I mean, whoever was still, you know. Anyway, that's what happened. Here's what happened at Shea Stadium. Sid Bernstein brought the Beatles twice to the United States. Second time he brought them to the United States was at Shea Stadium. We were just starting. We were just signed to him. Uh, I don't even think we had a record deal. We might have had a record deal. I got to look at the calendar. Beatles were working at Shea Stadium. All of a sudden, on the scoreboard, the Rascals are coming. The Rascals are coming. The rascals are coming. There's 55,000 people there. So we, he took advantage of that. We were actually in the dugout and smiling ear to ear because, wow, look at the publicity we just got. <laughs> However, their manager, Mr. Epstein, said, if that's not off within five seconds, no show. So that's the real story. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, nope. Nobody upstages the Beatles, I guess, huh? Well, there's no opening act. They flew in on a helicopter and they went to this little box in the middle of the stadium. You couldn't hear a thing. You couldn't even hear the helicopter. The kids were screaming so loud. You couldn't even hear the, the rotors. They, I, I think they played because there was some noise coming, but you couldn't hear anything. People were hysterical. That was really a phenomenon. I mean, it was really amazing. I, I, can't, I can't imagine. I mean, I would only, I, I would give my 
whatever left body part I want to give to live in, you know, to been experiencing some of that. I was still fairly little at that time. And it was uh, the thing, the closest that came to it, I think was probably live aid. And I, I got to think it was very similar with just so many people, but it's, uh, that's, that's a phenomenal story. There was a great time. It was a great, great period of time. Look at all the great music came out of that era. Oh, oh, and it's, and here we are 50 years later and it's still, it's still strong, still strong. Let's talk a little bit about your book. You've got a new book that is actually just released. It's called Memoir of a Rascal from Pelham to the Hall of Fame. And it's, 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 I guess it's your autobiography, right? Well, it started off, as I say, because of that reason I tell you that, you know, like I really felt I got to document my thoughts because I could have sworn I was present at all these events. But anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and then I realized, you know, seriously, you know, it's kind of like a marriage. You know, when you have a marriage, I mean, there's a great part in the beginning, hopefully a great part in the middle. And then sometimes the end is not so good. And I said, man, I don't want to write about that. I'd rather, you know, write about my life. That's that's how it came about. So I started off, you know, when I was a young boy, you know, growing up and, uh, you know, as I said, never having any idea I was going to be a musician. Maybe somebody will read it and realize that the life uh, that they're going to have in front of them uh, is is kind of a series of open doors. And yet if you pay attention and find the right door, you go through it. You you may not be anything you thought it was going to be when you first uh, entered uh, life, college, whatever. Did you ever, when you started the Rascals way back in 65, I'm quitting med school and I'm going to you know, start a band. Did you have any inkling? I mean, did you have the confidence in yourself to say, you know, I think, I think we're going to do this. I did. But, you know, as I say, because as I say, you know, when I, when I, when I saw the, the, the group that was causing all this hysteria, the Beatles, um, I just thought they were, you know, they were a singing group more than a playing group. I didn't really think they were that phenomenal musicians. And hell, man, I could sing. We could play. We could do this. You know, when you're young, you could jump over buildings. You know what I mean? I, I almost thought I could dunk a basketball at that age. You know, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how are you working on that right now? Can, well, can, I can't. I still can't, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Youth is nothing, nothing like youth. Come on. There's oh. nothing like youth, you know. I mean, I remember, right. I remember I remember when I turned 40 or something, I pulled my hamstring and I went to the doctor. I said, my God, what did I do? He says, how old are you? I said, 40. He says, there you go. That's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, how about Tom Brady, man? What do, you, what do you think about this fellow out there still playing, huh? You know, it, it's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm a little bit more upset about the guy that paid half a million dollars for his last football. Um, the last. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, a little bit. I, I imagine they give him. I hope they give him his money back and said, "Okay, well, we'll catch you next season or whatever it may be." But, exactly. But, exactly. Well, it's it's historic. After all, it was the first retirement. That means something, you know. True. True. Just just ask Brett Favre. He'll tell you. Um, but yes. yeah. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you. You know, Rams Head down here in Annapolis is quite different from Shea Stadium uh, by about fifty four thousand eight hundred seats, <laughs> I guess. Um, yes. Yes. And yes. I mean, you've played all sorts of venues. Do you, I mean, do you prefer the smaller venues or the larger ones? Well, you know, uh, it, well, it, it, I really, I mean, it's, it, it, I, I mean, I could tell a lot of jokes around that. You know, I got a friend who wrote a song, you know, it's called, it's not the money, it's the money. You make more <laughs> money at a big place than at a small place, you know. But as far as like intimacy and when you don't see your audience, it's very different from when you see your audience. You know, when you see people looking at you and smiling, you know, and like, you know, just like you just got finished saying, the memories that that brought to you, 
you know, uh, when you went to that place uh, recently, I mean, whatever it was in there, you know, that's what we try to do on stage. You know, we try to reproduce the atmosphere that we had in those years for the people who come. The older people, they know about it. The younger people, they're interested in finding out about it. But, you know, basically what it is, is our communication in those years was was music. We didn't have Internet. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have any of that. You know, so people communicated with each other through the music. Yeah, well, music, music is a great uh, uniter and a great communicator. That's that's for sure. And and it has been from, you know, for hundreds and hundreds and hun- thousands of years. Um, yes, sir. That's exactly right. You know, you know, I, I, I don't want to ask you your favorite song because I probably you've probably been asked that a million times. And it's sort of like asking which of your three kids is your favorite. Um, and that that, <laughs> that, 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 that that varies on the day of the week it is. But, you know, what's yes. what song do you do you never get tired of playing? I mean, maybe it's because it's just so much fun to play. Maybe it's the audience reaction. Maybe it's something totally different. It just means something to you that I mean, what? What is the one song, if they turn around and said that Felix Cavalieri can come in and do one song, you're, it's, it's, it's a one-song well, concert. Know, it's the same thing that you mentioned about your kids. You know, Sometimes your kids really make you angry, so they're not your favorites anymore. And then sometimes your kid gets an honorary degree, and you say, that's my favorite kid right now. <laughs> well, right now, my favorite kid is People Gotta Be Free. Because let me tell you, if we ever needed people to be free, it's right now. Well, uh, you know, that sort of leads into, I mean, you've spent a lifetime of what I would say, looking out for the little guy, uh, just sort of, you know, I don't know whether that's the right phrase or not, but I mean, you know, you've refused to play non-integrated shows. Uh, you've made, yes. made sure that musicians, uh, regardless of their color, their nationality, their, you know, the sexuality, whatever it is, uh, got their just due. And I mean, you did it in a time uh, when it probably wasn't that popular and, you know, without getting all political, man, I, you know, music, I think, I hope is a way to maybe heal some of the divisiveness that we see here in the country, in the world right now. I mean, do you, do you agree with that? I hope so. I really hope so. Cause that's, that's one of the most benign so-called weapons we could use compared to the other alternatives. Yes. I totally agree with that. We of the sixties were very, very, Involved. I mean, if you look at recently what happened over at Spotify, you know, with Neil uh, Young and, and uh, you know, yep. uh, various Johnny artists. Yeah. Saying, yeah, I mean, these are all the 60s people, man, coming out and saying, hey, you know what? You know, this, this, this ain't right. This ain't right. You know, you don't have to take a political side to tell the truth. That's baloney. Tell the truth, damn it. You know, I mean, look over there at what's going on in Russia. He doesn't tell the truth. Well, what does that tell you? The truth hurts. But anyway, uh there's a lot of reasons for, to answer that question that you just said. And, and one of the reasons is the way I was brought up. And second of all is because I studied many years with a guru, Swami Satchidananda from, uh, you know, if you saw Woodstock, you saw him opening up the festivities there. And uh, you learn of the, uh, the fact that um, there's a little deeper thing than the color or the religion, a little deeper kind of common bond you know i mean every human beings are all made up of the same material whether we like it or not you don't like it too bad look look at your garden are they all the same color are they all the same flower no and so uh that plus my youth you know being italian american you know i kind of experienced some of the things that people talk about uh, firsthand you know uh you know i watched it happen you know in my family and i i, I saw that you know 
What do you mean you don't like us? What's the matter with us? You know, I mean, is there any something? I mean, you like our food. That's for sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> So anyway, it's just part of my life, and I'm I'm proud to say that. Well, I, I and I, I totally agree with you. I mean, we we've, we've lived, you know, hundreds of years in in this country, and and we've made some mistakes, and we've been wrong many many times. And there's never a wrong time to say, "Hey, I'm sorry," and make it better, and you know, to move forward. And I and hopefully, That's very well put, very well put. You know, hopefully, Matt, hopefully, music uh, can add to that as well. But what can we expect? You're here in Annapolis, Maryland on April 9th for a single show. Um, it is Felix Cavallari's Rascals at the Ram's Head. What What do we expect out of the show? We're going to rock the hell out of that place. <laughs> now, be careful. It's, a it's, a, it's, it's an old building, okay? So we got to tone it down a little bit. Be I mean, careful. <laughs> no, we, I, I've, got a, I've got a great band of guys from, from they, they, they all have moved to Nashville from different cities. Great musicians, great people. And it's kind of like, you know, when, when, you know, because of this COVID pandemic that we've had, we've been locked up like these horses in a barn all year, you know, now the horses are ready to go out and run in the pasture. They're ready to go, man. Let me tell you. So we're going to have some fun and we create that atmosphere that you were talking about. We bring back the memories that people have in their subconscious, wonderful minds of the, of the joy, uh, hopefully that you experienced when you heard these songs, whatever you were doing, you know, and we try to create, recreate that atmosphere. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you, you know, music is a great connector. It's ignorant of the gender, color, religion, sexuality, nationality, and everything else. And I really can't think of a better way to make the world a better place. Even if it is just for a night, then with Felix Cavallari, Thrascals at the Ram's Head on April 9th. And, you know, I want to thank you so much, Felix, for taking time this morning not so much for their time this morning, too. Well, that, too. But for giving us the gift of your music for all these years, from, you know, 1965 to now and still going strong, thank you for that. I, I you well, know, I as, as a, as a, as a fan, I, I say thank you for that. But, well, that's very nice of you. I mean, I, th I appreciate you taking the time and, and those kind words. And, you know, that's all we really need. We need some kind words tonight. And we, need to, this, we just need golden rule. Do unto others, you know. It's kind of simple, you know. Hey, are you going to have your book with you at the Rams head when you're here on the ninth? I hope so. You know, I, I really hope so. We, we're uh, kind of rushed, rushed, rushed getting this here, but I, uh, I, I think we should have it with us and I'm hopefully to have it, you know, like, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to do meets and greets and stuff like that, but we are, if you can make it to the show, please give me a holler and we'll, we'll make it, make a point of saying hello to you. Well, abs absolutely. And you want to want to go to Amazon, check out his new book. It's called memoir of a rascal from Pelham to the hall of fame. And we'll th throw in some, throw in a little uh, kudos here because the photo cover is by none other than Linda McCartney. Correct. So it's, uh, you know, pretty neat, but Felix Cavallari, we will see you on the ninth at Ramset on stage. I already have my tickets. There are still a very few left. So anyone that's listening, you want to first go to ramsheadonstage.com and get your ticket to see Felix. And then second, you want to go to probably amazon.com and put his name in there or put in the rascals and get that book, the memoir of a rascal from Pelham to the hall of fame. And I just wish you safe travels. You're in Nashville, I understand now at this point. So safe travels from Nashville up to Annapolis. And we're going to see you in a couple of weeks. All right, John. Thank you so much for taking your time. Bless you, man. Take care. Take care, man. Have a good one. See ya.
Bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.